Welcome to The Workplace, a podcast by Cal Chamber. I'm Erica Frank, Cal Chamber's General Counsel and Executive Vice President. And today on the podcast, one of our favorite guests, Jennifer Shaw from the Shaw Law Group is back in the house. Hi, Erica. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much. How are you? Doing well. And I'm really excited to talk about the topic that we're going to talk about today because that means there is light at the end of this COVID tunnel. Please let it not be the oncoming train. I know. I know. Well, you know, as we know, earlier in the month, and it's April, so earlier this month, Governor Newsom announced plans to reopen the economy with the vaccination rates continuing to be on the upward trend. And so long as hospitalizations stay low, we it looks like June 15th might be the day that we could start being outside, being out together, frequently businesses, moving away from the blueprint for a safer economy. So what that means is employers and employees might be able to be in the same room together again. Maybe, right? Right, right. So So let's kind of talk about this. So here's what's interesting. There are a couple things going on. First of all, I think employers need to realize June 15th is a completely arbitrary date, right? It's something that the governor chose. Of course, he needs to have some positivity out there. But if you juxtapose the governor's announcement with what we're hearing from CDC and some of the numbers. We're trending with more, um, you know, more outbreaks, more positive tests. So it's going to be interesting. Here's what I think is is really important for people to to keep in mind. First of all, we have three different workplaces right now, right? We have the workplaces that never closed and everybody's been working the same as they always did. We have the workplaces that were totally closed. Some of their folks might've been working at home. Some of them may have been laid off, but they were shuttered on site. And then we have the hybrid workplaces. And I think it's gonna be a different route and a different plan for each of those three workplaces. And that's important because this is not a one size fits all. There are issues we can talk about. How do you decide who comes back? Do you require them to be vaccinated? What kind of PPE are you going to provide? What do you want to do for safety uh, on site? But ultimately, each of your listeners is going to have to think about, okay, what does my workplace look like? Who's there? Who is it? Who do I really need to come back? And all of us, I think, have really changed our minds, many of us at least, about do I really need people on site? I mean, I'm old. I want everybody here. I want to be collaborating and communicating, but people are doing great working it out. Mm-hmm. So I've given everybody a choice this whole time, mostly um, to, you know, come or go, but it's hard, right? The world has changed in a way that it will never be changed back for some of these issues. I agree. And, and one of the things that I've been consistently saying on the podcast and in trainings is over this last year, employers have learned that they need to be flexible. They need to be able to pivot as the time changes. And I noticed that even as we've moved through the openings and then the moderated shutdowns and the openings again, that each time businesses have had to rethink what is their workplace going to look like? When are we going to be back to normal? Is there such thing as 2019 normalcy? You know, and, and I think that for many people, they would agree that 2019 is in the is in the books. It's history. Things have definitely changed over the last year. 
So when employers are starting to look at, as you mentioned, G15, this is arbitrary number, but at least it gives us something to look forward to or something to plan towards. There's almost two aspects of the workplace that the employers need to take a look at. One is what their internal operations look like and what their ideal uh, workplaces would look like. And then, of course, the second component is the employees, those components that make up the workplace and what their lives have been like and what they are going to need when they come back. As employers are looking at this, what are some good ways that you know managers can communicate expectations to their employees, assuming, let's say, that the employers say, look, it's worked remote, but as you said, Jen, in many workplaces, collaboration is definitely missing and you lose that ability to walk down the hall to somebody and talk with them. Many workplaces are looking at this hybrid or, or what's also being called flexible schedules. What are ways that employers and their managers can communicate to the employees, especially those who have been used to wearing pajama bottoms and a buttoned up shirt you know, for work every day? I think that is such a great question, Erica. It's, it's going to be a challenge because there are a couple of different things going on. First of all, there are people who want to get back to work. I've not worked at home this entire pandemic. We have a small house. My daughter's been doing homeschool. So it was very hard last year when she first went out for me to be there. And even though she went back to school in the fall, It just doesn't feel right for me to be at home. I'm an office worker, right? I don't want to be at home. I get easily distracted. I just want to be in my office doing my thing. So I'm an employee who wants to come back. There are many, many employees who don't. So I think the first thing managers and supervisors need to do is take stock of what everybody wants to do. Now, that does not mean you ask who's vaccinated, who isn't. You know, do you have a medical issue? I'm literally saying... Do you like working at home? Do you want to work at home? You've been working at home. There are probably duties that that individual is not doing at home because it's not possible. Do we need to retool or is it worth it to say, look, we really do need you back? So I think the first thing we've got to do is take stock of who do we have? What do they want to do? What does our business look like now? Have we retooled? What do we need to go forward? And I'm trying to look at it. I've always try to look at it with this glass half full approach. Mm -hmm. It's a great opportunity for all of us. Mm -hmm. Let's pretend we're just starting out, right? How would we do it differently? What can we do um, to improve morale? What can we do to improve customer service? How can we make our services shine above others? So we are really looking at so many of our resources in terms of back office, you know, what are we doing about the internet? What are we doing about how the office is laid out? So I think that's got to happen, right? You take stock of your people, you take stock of your facilities. Then you've got to think about, okay, how do I deal with all of this regulation is the only word I can think of, Mm -hmm. whether it's the new sick leave law, whether it's the emergency temporary standard from Cal OSHA, whatever it is, how am I as an organization going to function? And as an employment lawyer, you know, we don't tell people how to run their business, right? We tell them, okay, here's what the law requires. Here's what you can do with a little risk. Here's what you can do with a lot of risk. And here's what you're, you know, you're crazy to do because the risk is so high. But you run your business. You do what you need to do. That is what every employer needs to be assessing. And 
the word that keeps coming up for me is strategic. You don't just say, oh, well, heads I do this, tails I do that. These are big decisions. And the strategy has to be in the forefront of every one of these decisions. Because you know what? June 15th might come and go without any change. Or we might be able to open up on May 15th. Who knows? Now, personally, I'm hoping for June 15th and not earlier because my Disneyland tickets are for early June and I'm <laughs> counting on low occupancy. Um, but seriously, we can't, we have to be nimble, which is what you said earlier, right? We got to be able to bob and weave. So put your plans in place, think things through, but you've got to be willing and able to turn and make changes. And I know you touched just briefly on the word vaccines. You mentioned the word vaccine, so I can't help but go there again because we've had few conversations about that, but we're still seeing an uptick in conversations about vaccinations. We know now that in California, if you're 16 or older, you are now eligible for the vaccines. And it's, it's wonderful news um, to see that now this is more widely available. And we know that there's a lot of individuals who have their appointments and are are waiting in line, but then there's also a number who are hesitant um, yes. for a variety of reasons, whether it's for religious reasons or they're just not comfortable with it. Um, you know, as we're now seeing the availability much broader, uh, you know, what are some employers doing with respect to vaccines? What have you been seeing from, from you know, your client base? Yeah, well, we've actually seen, of course, three responses, right? One response is, I don't care who gets vaccinated and who doesn't. It's not my deal. It doesn't matter to me. Do whatever you want to do. So complete and utter sort of agnostic views about the vaccines. Then we have employers who are saying, look, we think that our obligation is to create a safe work environment. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to say, you can keep teleworking. If you're able to telework and you're getting your job done, that's fine. But before you can come back to work, you need to be vaccinated. And then we have folks who are saying, look, you need to be vaccinated. We're bringing everybody back to work. You're being vaccinated. And the second group that if you want to come back, you need to be vaccinated. They're taking sort of an encouragement approach, right? We're not making you get vaccinated. If you do want to come back, you'll need to be vaccinated. But we're going to incentivize you. We're going to try to help encourage you to come back. And, you know, those programs are, they have varied success, right? Because yeah. number one, if I have a political or in my mind, rational view of why I wouldn't get vaccinated, somebody giving me a Starbucks card is not going to change my mind, right? Right. Um, on the other hand, if an employer really realizes, look, I, I've been doing this now for over a year, it's not working. My business is going down the tank. I've got to have people in the office. I had a talk with a client yesterday who's been full circle, right? He called me a year ago to say, Jen, I'm sending everybody home. I, I need your help on a remote work environment policy. This is so great. I'm gonna get rid of my office space. I, I just can't deal with this anymore. Yesterday he called saying, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I've gotta get these people back. They are inefficient. They are not doing their job. They're napping instead of working. I can't take it. So every employer, I think, has had a different experience in this way. And the vaccinations are a perfect example because they, depending on what the leadership's view is about vaccinations, mm -hmm. that, of course, is going to trickle down to everybody else. 
you know, I feel like it's almost our civic duty to get vaccinated because the more of us who are vaccinated, the more herd, you know, immunity may be coming. On the other end, I completely understand people have a medical issue, religious issue, a fear. I mean, this whole J&J thing didn't help, even though there are six people out of how many millions who got the shot. I still get it, right? It, here's what I think is interesting, though, Erica. I've been getting a flu shot for, I don't know, 35, 40 years. I have no idea who manufactured my flu shot, right? But all of a sudden, people are like, oh, did you get the Pfizer? Did you get the Moderna? Are you doing the J&J? Um, so this vaccination sort of culture has become this world unto itself. And as employers and business owners, we got to figure out where do we fit on this continuum of everybody should get vaccinated and pay for everybody to get vaccinated. You know, I'm going to require everybody to get vaccinated. And I'm completely agnostic about the idea that I couldn't care less. They can do whatever they need to do. And I think we're going to continue to see a lot of that continuum as we move forward into the into 2021. And I think that you're right, there's going to be a, much more discussions. I mean, we're already hearing in the news about uh, passport vaccination, passports, proving that you've been vaccinated, all of a sudden the vaccination cards is, is as important as your driver's license, you know, um, tucking it away, putting it in a safe deposit box so you don't lose it because it's your, right. it's your, your ticket to the outside world. Um, you said something that caught my ear and it probably caught the ear of our listeners too. And, you know, employees napping. I mean, we know that remote workers, the boss isn't watching them and it's probably easy just to, you know, walk over to your couch and, and take a quick siesta. Um, but I laughed because I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal not too long ago that really did talk about, and it was, it was, um, the audience was intended for the employee, like, hey, guess what? Your naps are going away. But what was so entertaining was to talk about, you know, well, could you continue having a nap? Do you bring a cot into the office, a yoga mat? And I just thought, you know, it was hilarious, but at the same time, very realistic. You know, we're training people yes. to, to change their ways again. Um, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, employers might have to deal with when managing employee returns? We are completely moving their cheese again. Again. Right? First, right. we said, get the heck out of the office, get off the work site, get home, lock yourself in your house. This is what you got to do. So, you know, it's cracking me up how many Zooms I've been on where somebody's got like a shirt, a tie, and they're in their boxers. And I only know because they forget About they're in their boxers and they get up to go get a spot of tea or whatever. Um, we had someone who took a Zoom call in their bed during mm -hmm. a nonprofit board meeting. One of the people there is in their bed with their jam jams on and their little computer desk. I was like, what? So here's the bottom line. This is going to be tough, just like it was tough getting us home. It's going to be tough getting us back. I got to be to work on time. Are you kidding me? Flexibility should be the word for 2021, right? Do what you can do. Squeeze it in between you know, being a school teacher and a mom and a dad and everything else. We're going to have to be flexible again. You know, one of the things I've been saying to employers this whole time is we have to have grace. Don't immediately judge. Take a deep breath. Try to have empathy for the situation. It doesn't mean you don't get to have expectations. Doesn't mean you can't hold people accountable. But understand what people are going through. And you referenced that earlier, Erica. So 
employers are going to have to have more patience. And one of the things I'm telling our clients that I think is so important, you have to have a rationale for everything you're doing. You can't just be whipping in the wind because you're not going to be able to explain why you're doing what you're doing. You've got to be able to say, look, I've really thought this through. I've examined the pros and cons and, you know, effective May 1, I need everyone back in the office. And this is how we're going to do it. I've got all the protocols. I've got everything handled, but this is what I need you to do. Or look, you're never coming back. Mm -hmm. I'm giving up the corporate office. You're working at home. Lots of big companies are doing it. That's what we're doing. I hope you're all right with that, but that's how it's going to be. And then, of course, with those remote workers, you got to figure out how are you managing them? How are you going to evaluate their productivity? How do you know when they're entitled to a bonus or a raise or a promotion? So many good things to talk about when it comes to that issue. And I know we're going to continue talking about it in the future, but we've run out of time today. So there's a great place to And so that we could talk about it again on another time. So thank you, Jen, for joining us on the podcast again today. Thank you so much, Erica. It's always so much fun for me. And thank you all for joining us on The Workplace. Please comment, share, and subscribe to Cal Chambers podcast by visiting calchamber.com.